Welcome to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you find the best ways to stay healthy and keep moving in Jacksonville. My name is Dr. Peter Yu, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Jacksonville and the host of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the right health and fitness information that is not only practical, but evidence-based as well. I also have the pleasure of highlighting some of the top health and fitness professionals around here so that you can stay up to date on the latest information. My goal as a performance physical therapist is to help educate and empower athletes and active adults to take control of their own health so that they can get out of pain, optimize their performance, and build true longevity for life. You can find us on Instagram at The Healthy Jacks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. The Healthy Jacks Podcast is sponsored by MotionRx Health and Performance. At MotionRx, we specialize in helping athletes and active adults overcome injuries and get back to their sports and activities they love pain-free. Head to MotionRxHealth.com to find out how we can help you move better, feel better, and live an active, fulfilling life. What's up, guys? Dr. Peter here. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jacks podcast. This one is episode 10. Uh, I know it's been a little bit of a little hiatus. Uh, We had uh, some interesting, awesome news. You know, we moved to a new clinic space and everything, so been pretty busy with that. But now we are back on the podcast grind again. Uh, Today, I am joined by my good friend, uh, Justin Henderson, uh, J-Dog, J-H, um, he is a gym owner um, of CrossFit Jacksonville Beach here in lovely Jacksonville Beach. Justin, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Another another day in paradise. Episode, episode ten. I almost that's that's amazing. Yeah. What uh, I know. I know you have your own podcast too. What's the name of uh, your podcast? So our podcast is called Inside the Coach's Brain. Inside you can, the Coach's. You can brain. pick that up anywhere your podcasts are downloaded from. That's right. Spotify. Um, Apple Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, share. Yep. Subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, I, never, what, I, I never know. It's funny. Like we, we bring it up every podcast because I guess you're, if you're doing a podcast, you have to tell people to like listen to your podcast. Yep. And I'm always like, like, subscribe, I'm like, like subscribe. And then people are like, uh, how do you comment on a podcast? There's nowhere to comment. I'm like, I, I honestly, I have no idea. You uh, leave a review <laughs> at the end. You leave a review at the end. It's like, what if I listen to it on you know, they come up with some like random platform they're listening to a podcast on, and I'm like, "What kind of junk phone do you have?" Yeah, right. And they're like, "Well, actually, I listen to it on my CD recorder at my house." <laughs> I'm like, "How do you even on a vinyl?" Yeah, it's a vinyl. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. This what a podcast is not directed to you. What uh, what episode are you on uh, for Inside the Coach's Brain? Inside the Coach's Brain, I think we are on episode. I think we just put out twelve or thirteen. Nice man. That particular iteration of podcast, um, I, I think I have at least two or three still in the uh, in the drafts, still in the queue, yeah. if you will. So it's always it's always funny when you you know you put these things out and you do this, and you end up several podcasts ahead mm-hmm. recording than when you're publishing. So you have you know content to keep keep yourself going, yeah. and then you're like people bring it up, talk to you about it, and you're like, um, oh, uh, what are you? They're what like, are you talking about? They're like, hey, have it done. And they're like, they forget that like you did not just actually say that five minutes ago when they were in their car. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, it's so funny because like you'll you'll be walking, you know, same thing with like kind of billboards and TVs where it's just like you have all these little things that may not be kind of directly marketing to you, but that like um, inside your brain you're just like, oh crap. Subconsciously you're like, oh, maybe maybe it's that, maybe it's that. There's there's that. 
yeah. So it's always it's always a good time. They bring something up. They're like, hey, and I'm like, thanks for listening. What are you talking about? <laughs> what uh, what's the frequency that you're putting it out? I try personally for me. I try and do maybe like one or two a month. Um, but even for me, I feel like that's a lot. But yeah, what what's your kind of strategy? So I think the goal, like the big goal, is one a week. Yeah, um, I think that, yeah, that would be awesome. And we, you know, we typically stick to you know we're out on like a 20, 25 minute kind of podcast thing and the reality is we're probably one every two weeks mm-hmm. is kind of more so where we land two or three a month depending on kind of what's going on what the content is kind of if there's if there's pressing stuff that's kind of more relevant like immediately relevant you mm-hmm. know we can pump them out quick if it's hey how about next week we talk about drag this out longer yeah then you know who knows part one part two part three yeah exactly I always get I always get so amazed. I'm like, man, I can't believe people will actually listen to me talk for a full hour. I'm like, I feel like I'm not that interesting, but for for reference sake, I know I'm not that interesting. So, hey, well, that's what that's that's, that's why we bring guests onto the show, right? <laughs> so we have one person who's half interesting and another person who's also half interesting. It's like combining that, it becomes full a full interesting episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so awesome, cool. Well, anyways, um, before we get started, you know. On this uh, on this podcast, we always start off with uh, asking our wonderful guests these two questions. Um, so, first question, you know, what's you know you've you've grown up here in Jacksonville, Justin. You know, I'm sure you've had a ton of different experiences. Um, but what is your favorite place to eat here, man? So, my favorite place to eat here. That's a like I said, I've I'm born and raised Jacksonville, so it's a it's a fairly loaded question. Um, there's been a lot. I would have to say currently, yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, I'm not even going to say it's my favorite, but it's my go-to. It's pretty easy to kind of be like, hey, this is this is the jam, and it, it really never fails. Is I'm just going to keep it simple. Lunchtime, just go with uh, Angie Subs. Angie Subs. Angie's Grom or Angie Subs? Um, we, can, we can put them under the same umbrella. Same umbrella, right? Yeah, they're kind of the same thing. Um, you know, Grom, you get a little more into your sliders and your burritos mm-hmm. versus Angie's just, you know, subs and salads and stuff. Um, but I will say on a, you know, hey, I'm a fitness guy, but the – Smoked chicken salad at Angie's, fantastic. If okay. you haven't if you haven't had the chance, I feel like it's like the most underrated thing on their menu. Ed gets out there and he smokes the chicken, and it's it's on point. Always. I have not had that before. Now, is it um, an actual salad in itself, or is it like you know the smoked chicken salad and you put that on a roll or sub? No, so it's not like chicken salad like with mayonnaise. So it's going to be a salad of like field greens and feta cheese and cherry tomatoes with actual like smoked chicken. What's your dressing? On top. Um, it comes with, there's like an Italian something that comes with it, or you just put some Peruvian sauce on it. Really, Peruvian, yeah, really they're, they're classic Peruvian sauce to yeah. put, on, put on everything. So do you feel like you go through, uh, I mean, different phases of um, favoritism of food? I think everybody like does. Eat, yeah. You know, I think, I think your favorite food can vary by, you know, meal, by day, by, you know, it's like, hey, favorite food today. Well, it's breakfast, so, so I want, you know. How about this? Here, here's a good question. So, as your kid growing up here in Jacks, what was your absolute like favorite place to eat as a kid? Say like middle school, middle school, elementary school. So I would have You're to like, say, Mom, Dad, take me here. I want to yeah, eat here. I, what comes? I'll go with what comes to mind. So, for okay. reference, I'm not very young. So, this was a long hey, time. Hey, age, age is just not. This was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I can remember when, as a kid, me and my sister were a kid. We always had a really good time. When my grandmother would take us, my parents wouldn't take us, but my grandmother would take us to Quincy's Steakhouse. Mm. So Quincy's, if you're not familiar, was like 
Golden Corral before Golden Corral. Are they still around? I have no idea. I said that that, that doesn't it, it was an all you can eat buffet yes. type thing. And it was, you know, the food's probably if I went there now I'd probably be like, What is this vomit <laughs> they're serving thirty seven different ways? Yeah. Right. But man, when I was like eight years old, that was it was the shit. How right? come how come uh your mom mom wouldn't say how come I had to be grandma? I I don't think my parents cared for it very much, yeah. but uh, you know, grandma would take us, it was, you know, whatever. You know, it was just all you could eat macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes and fried chicken and, Dude, and sometimes be, that hit that hits a spot man you could make a salad yeah. there was like a there and i had a process even as a kid you go to the salad bar first you make your salad then you go to the hot bar you make your hot bar then you go to the soup bar get some soup yep. then you know maybe back to the hot bar and then before you know it you're at the dessert bar and you're loading up some cobbler with some ice cream Dude, on it. Oh. yes and then they had those the the best thing there was the yeast rolls yeah they would serve oh man they were, they'd give you a basket at your table and you're just like hammering those yeast rolls they came with butter you didn't need butter they already mm-hmm. had, like covered in butter and they're oh, they're so good. That reminds me of um, so I grew up in New Jersey, and up there there's a place very similar to that. It's called Old Country Buffet. Yeah, same um, same thing. <laughs> same thing, but it's like whenever we go, my parents would always make me um, go to the salad bar and eat eat like a plate of salad first before like they let us go load up on all the mac and cheese and so, they, solid like, solid parenting. I'm like mom, it doesn't balance it out, you know. It's like yeah, I'm so gonna eat my green, but it's not gonna balance out the apple cobbler and the. Three scoops of ice cream. Yeah. Just let us live for this, you know, two hours here like over I st- here. I still have room for more. Yeah. <laughs> There's always room for apple cobbler. I can, I can continue eating. Yeah. I'm, I'm nine. <laughs> I can eat everything. Man, Quincy's, all right, so Quincy's Steakhouse and Angie's Grom. Um, yeah. Cool. And then second second question, um, you know, had to, would you kind of title this chapter of your life? Are we, we closing in on the chapter? Are we about to enter a new one? Would you give us a little detail on we that? We were talking about this a little earlier and trying to, just kind of trying to think about where that would kind of land me, I guess, to some degree. We've we've closed out some chapters. We've opened new chapters. Um, I have two young babies at the house. We have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. So I guess we probably closed out a chapter when the eight-month-old was born, somewhere in there. We opened up a new chapter now. Um, you know, kind of just enjoying it. So I'm happy if, as long as the chapter we're in isn't called the end. Yeah. You know, I'm... <laughs> Like if the chapter is not called Last Dance, you yeah, know, something something <laughs> ominous along those lines. I you know I think I think a cool chapter right now in our life would be um, the best is yet to come. I love that man. Yeah. Best best is yet to come. Yeah, I think I think that'd be. I think that Had, hadn't hadn't peaked yet. Still still yeah, trending up, man. Hell no, we're still, still trending up, dude. Dude, every day right now is so cool. You know, watching the watching the girls grow up, seeing different things. It's yeah. it's so cool. And you and as a parent, I mean, everybody's a parent. You know. If you, you've been through this, you've seen this, but it's starting to now experience things through your kid's eyes. Like my two year old's just old enough now where she's starting to, you know, she sees a cow for the first time. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, I'm like, there's a smelly, stinky, smells like shit cow. <laughs> like, don't care. And like, but for her, it's like, what is this majestic? What beast? is this? Like, I don't understand. You've said, here's a cow. I, this is fantastic. Can I play with it? Can I pet it? Can I love it? Can I take it home? Can I? This is the coolest thing ever. What does it do? How does it work? I want to be it. Can it be my friend? You know, it's a lot bigger than the dog. And, you know, and those are the thoughts that have, I'm assuming a kid has going through their head. I don't know. They don't, they don't know how to explain their thoughts. Mm-hmm. They just cry and scream and eat and poop. But, you know, like, but seeing these cool new things through your kid's eyes gives you like a whole new perspective. And it's like, it just changes everything else. So it's pretty cool. For sure. I feel like, man, I wish... I could remember back to kind of when I'm experiencing like things like that for the first time. I mean, obviously I don't, it's like, I don't remember anything like when I was like two, two and one year old, but I mean like, can you imagine like seeing like, I don't know, they had like a, a cow for the first time. Like, dude, this, it squirts out 
squirts out milk too you can yeah. you can just pump it and stuff comes out like cool <laughs> this, this is insane how did nobody tell me about this before so we recently went on a trip we took the girls on a trip we did a little cross-country kind of road trip sort of deal and we hit some national parks and we were doing an rv style um long story short because that's a whole nother podcast but the we stayed at some cool places they were a little like farms some were farms some were like a winery that had a petting zoo and farms and mm-hmm. stuff but just like you know every time there was animals it was like we've we've landed at the coolest place ever hey thanks grand canyon was cool but they have chickens over here at this farm on the side of the road <laughs> like, where we stop for gas there's chickens running around and i want to stay here all day like thanks for that so anyway you know so it was super cool seeing those things and just kind of getting to kind of go through that um well i mean now that you mentioned it, i kind of want to do a quick little tangent on that um just because i've never done like a cross-country trip before but talk yeah talk, talk to us a little bit about that where'd you you obviously you started, started from here in jacks where'd you where'd you go to yeah so we started here in beautiful jacksonville beach and we ended up going to i believe 11 different national parks um out mostly out west and we kind of went through let's see let's see if i can rattle them off here so we went to started off at carlsbad canyons in new mexico so it was a you know quick 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 week and a half drive <laughs> To New Mexico from here. So that was the first one? Yeah, that was the first okay. one. And then from there into Petrified Forest National Park, which is just kind of in between. It was a, you just had to go there because it was on the way. But in between there and the Grand Canyon. It's one of the Grand Canyon, which I don't know if anybody's told you, but it's it's pretty grand. Pretty neat, huh? If I had to describe it one word, <laughs> grand. Um, Grand Canyon was awesome. Then from there, we went up into southern Utah. And we're able, Utah has five national parks, so we actually hit all five of them which is Zion National Park, um, the one I can't think of off the top of my head right now, uh, Capitol Reef National Park. Then we went to Canyonlands National Park, Arches National Park. Why can't I think of the other one in there? Starts, the fifth one. Starts with a B. It's pretty popular. It's right next to Zion. Ah, that'll come back to me. Anyway, it was there, and it's it's pretty. It's actually one of the, one of the cooler ones. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, we went north up into... What state is north of there? Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Wyoming. We went to Grand Teton National Park, and we went to Yellowstone, which is, I believe, the first national park. It's also the so. biggest national park. Yellowstone's pretty cool. And then on the way home, we didn't plan to, but we actually stopped in St. Louis and went to the the Arch, which is also a national park. Who knew? The Like the actual yeah, monumental the, arch yeah, in St. Ga- Louis? The Gateway Arch is a national park. Really? Yeah. It's kind of a... You know, you're like, you're there and you're like, oh, oh okay, this is it. We're, we're checking this one off the list. Yeah. You know, I got the sticker, but. Uh, got the picture in front of the arch and everything. Yeah, I touched the arch. We're good here, right? Okay, thanks. How long did y'all spend at each uh, at each park? Um, So it was different. Um, Like Gateway Arch, you know, hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but get me out of, you know, we were in an RV. So an RV also is like traveling, like open, empty roads are quite nice. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of open, empty roads in downtown <laughs> St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you're like get me out of here. There's nowhere to park. There's nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, we're taking our life in our hands. This isn't, this, this isn't going well. Um, so give me, give me back out in the sticks quickly. Um, but some of them like Zion, we were there for three days. We did, I think three days. So in, did y'all camp like in the national parks? Mm-hmm. And most of them. Yeah. Some some of the smaller ones don't have really have a lot of campgrounds in them. Mm. Like when you get into Canyonlands, I believe, and arches in Utah, they don't really have, there's like 12 campsites. In the whole park and they're impossible to get or they're just tent sites and they're we're in rv so they didn't really work out 
for that. So you end up camping just outside the park, or there's what they call BLM land. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar. What's that? Bureau of Land Management. Okay. So it's federal federal land, and you can, hey, there, just go go park there, essentially. Sleep there. Nobody messes with you. You got a limit on that? It's like a one night, one night thing on the bureau land. Um, there is a limit. I want to say it's like two weeks or a month or something. Oh, that's that's a lot longer than yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, there's yeah. in different oh, cool. in different parts of the country they've had some problems with it. Um, people like basically living on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's because yeah, you know because out in the middle of nowhere it. and not and not all of it is specifically monitored or you know so it's like every now and then they have to like close it for two days so it basically just makes everybody get off it and then okay you can go back on but if you're on it for like a super long period of time. You know, where's your trash going? Mm-hmm. Where's your, you know, where's your bodily fluids going? All right. You know, it's like, I know you're not disposing of things properly. So now you're polluting the land. It's supposed to be nice. We need to keep things. It's it's a preservation sort of thing. Mm-hmm. God, it's killing me. I can't think of the name of that national park. Were there any uh, natives on those uh, separate lands that y'all ran into? Um, close to those we, uh, parks? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some of those uh, preservation that the land that they set aside for them, it's kind of close to some of the oh, yeah, it's like parks, right? Straight up against like reservations. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't see any, but oh. that doesn't mean they're they, not out there. Doesn't mean they didn't see us. <laughs> right. It was like we were walking through the woods. We were in uh, Grand Teton. We were walking down this long hike we got into and it was, we were in a spot we didn't know where we were and we took some local guys advice. We're like, yeah, just go down this way. And we're like, it's a okay. shortcut. Okay. He's like, go wrong? you know, random drunk on the mountain just told us to take a left. And we're like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. You know, carrying our kids in our back and, you know, and then all of a sudden we get in this like valley and you start seeing all these bones scattered out like oh, elk bones. And you're like, uh, crap. Okay. Those are pretty old. Then you keep walk a little farther. You see a skull bone. And you're like, oh yeah, it's, it's a bit clean. That's been here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Walk a little farther. There's bones still got fur on them. That bones still got red on it. Those are pretty fresh. Yeah. It looks like it was happened like two hours ago. And you're looking around and you're like, we were like in a kill box right here. I, <laughs> the, I can't see the bears, but they can see they me. Can see us, yeah. yeah. Like, we need that. Get on out of here. Because it's, you know, it's known for grizzly bears and, you know, these things out there. And you're like, that's not what you want to stumble across on a trail. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm curious to see what the stat is on like um, grizzly bear attacks. Because I know, obviously, with like, shark attacks that number is like pretty uh pretty common um throughout uh the media and whatnot but i feel like nobody really talks about like grizzly bear attacks well it's because we live in florida and we don't have grizzly not, bears. not in arizona <laughs> yeah. you're not out not out west um they you know could just you know in our experience and kind of what we learned being out there and stuff they happen they're pretty mm-hmm. infrequent i guess when they do happen they have to they go find the bears and they you know they, they gotta they gotta get rid of the bear because once the bear, you know, either tastes human flesh or gets that custom to being around humans, it's like they become dangerous and they become, that's when they will attack again. Mm-hmm. So they don't have, I think a couple months ago there was a story of a camper got basically ripped out of her tent by a um, grizzly killer. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's not good. Um, when we were in Yellowstone, we went down some trail and we thought we saw some rustling in the trail up in front of us. There was a tree down and stuff, and we threw some rocks at it and hollered and like, eh, and then we kind of look and we're like, we've gone far enough, we're good. We turned around and went back. Uh, literally a week to the day after that, we read a, uh, on my, a report in the paper online, and a guy got attacked by a grizzly bear on that same trail at that same part at that same spot. Dang! <laughs> like you had to close down the trail. Yeah, I say block off that site. <laughs> we were like, uh, that was definitely what we heard and saw. Like we're glad we didn't go any farther. And he, I mean, he was okay. He, you know, they, I mean, probably just got scared the bear, and the bear scared him. And yeah, he got like. He got scratched, I think. But uh-huh. other than that, you know, and sometimes they're animals. They're scared. They're scared as yeah. us as we are as them. And a lot of times, I think they're just defending themselves mm-hmm. and or defending their cubs or 
whatever, you know, you get in the way of that. They're big animals. Yeah. You know. You don't want to mess with Mama, Mama, Mama Bear and her little cub. I walked around the corner at one point, and there was some uh, elk. And, you know, they're they're taller than you are. Where'd you see elk? Uh, everywhere. Yeah. Grand Canyon, they were, like, just parading through our campground all day. It was insane. But I was walking somewhere, and I came on a sidewalk, and I just turned a corner, and he was behind a bush. And uh-huh. I would see him. He turned around. He's, like, five feet from my face. And he's right there. And I'm like, oh, crap. And we, like, both, like, stared. It was, like, it was a quick stare down. And yeah. we both were, like, knew we were both startled. Uh-huh. And he took off the other way. I took off the other way. <laughs> but, but there was a pause. And it was like, oh, yeah, we're both, we're both shitting our pants here. I think I saw, like, a, a picture online the other day. It, it might have been elk or, uh, like, a moose, like, next to a car. And I never realized how big they are. It's going to be a moose. A moose, So okay. a moose is much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So an elk's just like a big deer. Uh-huh. A moose is like got the huge, yeah, huge rack antlers. Yeah, and they're the size. It's of like it look, like on the on the picture, it looked like it literally just like kicked the car and the car would go flying. Yeah, like they're big. Made, made it look tiny. They're big and like the bison. The bison are huge, mm. and they start coming across the road. It's like just put it in park. I'm gonna sit here and hope they don't knock my car off the road. Right. Yeah, because they're big. So it was cool. It was um, I would definitely say if it's something you've never done, figure out a way take the time go do it there'll be no time like like the time you're thinking about doing it, mm-hmm. it it's never it'll never be a perfect time to go just but give yourself some time and grace and go what was the uh what was your top favorite one i think our favorite park overall was uh zion oh zion okay yeah and then uh then we i think second place was grand canyon what, what was so cool about zion zion so zion's got a lot of cool trails it's got a lot of different like topography and different you know it's it's got rocks it's got dirt it's got greenery it's got it looks it's gorgeous um and they have some cool well really well-known trails um the way the the park works like the main valley of zion canyon it's there's no traffic there's no cars in it so mm-hmm. it's all run by shuttle buses so you have to get on a shuttle to get in there so that's that was kind of nice and you could book your shuttle time there's a little bit of a learning curve there to getting up the mountain and stuff but that was cool the town right outside of it it was like, almost had like a little ski town feel to it and it was like one of the only parks really it seemed like that there was a town that like a real actual city town mm-hmm. kind of thing that butted right up to the national park so you could you know it was walkable you could walk through it I had cute little shops and restaurants and stuff and just the overall feel was pretty cool okay yeah neato yeah i highly recommend yeah, de- I would say I'd definitely, I hadn't been to any of the national parks, so definitely got to take, take time. Um, so the cool part is in Florida, there's not. Yeah, <laughs> Besides, are the ones in Florida like just like swamps and stuff? Um, so in Florida, you have to go to, I believe, the Keys. Uh, okay. And go to. No, I have been to that one. Um, Dry Tortugas. Tri- yeah, I, yep. I have been to that one, yeah. Ah, Bryce Canyon. See, what was it be? What was it be? Uh, Bryce Canyon. <laughs> The one in Utah? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's one of the most popular national parks in the country. I don't yeah, Dry Dry Tortuga is pretty cool. Um, we ended up taking a boat out there, but I saw there are people that could fly out there. Yeah, it looks super cool if you fly. Take like a little seaplane, yep. go over and mm-hmm. just do the thing. That looks, that looks like the way to do it. But they do run like ferries and stuff over. Yeah. yeah. But then you get up like, <clears throat> it's like North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. You start getting up there. There's some stuff. There's some in the Northeast. like. Um, Acadia and Maine's a big one, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are out west. You know, there's just it's where there's more land with less people. Man, I can't. Who do you think it was who decided like, all right, this is going to be a national park? So there's a whole there's a whole thing for that. Yeah. So I think was it Teddy Roosevelt started did made Yellowstone the first national park, and then kind of from there it was like, hey, we're going to preserve this. And so is it the president that decides? I believe I believe so. Okay. Um, 
the, they make like the national park land mm. and then they just made another one a national park it, it went from because like, there's like a process i guess now and i don't know if there always was but it was like hey it's going to be a national monument or it's going to be a state park and then a national monument and then from there it goes to be a national park or you know however the however it goes because there's a boatload of like national monuments mm. but there's only like 62 national parks i think um including like hawaii alaska stuff like that but there's one um it's in West Virginia, I believe, is the newest one. Mm-hmm. And it's the something canyon or valley or um, I can't remember what it's called. But You're coming to you in you like get, you 20 get minutes. Idea. You get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, cool. in, it wasn't in my national park book because it's that new. Mm-hmm. So my book wasn't new enough. It <laughs> wasn't new enough. So if you're out there, get the newest book, all right? So you, you can know the name. Yeah. yeah. Man, cool. you're like, a, that was a cool little tangent. Um, yeah. Man, so besides being a national park pro, like, tell, tell me a little about yourself, man. Um, give me your background. Born and raised in Jacks. Uh, yeah. Own gym now. How'd you How'd you kind of get to this point? Like I, I normally tell people, I you know I fell off the turnip truck backwards, hit my head a little too hard, and <laughs> the turnip decided, truck. decided one day I was going to open a gym. Um, no, so I born and raised in Jacksonville. Um, always had a penchant for you know sports and athletics and kind of being around and doing that sort of thing. The coaching, I guess, was kind of a being around it, coaching was kind of a natural progression for me. It always mm-hmm. felt like I was, I had a, not necessarily ability. That's, that's kind of like tooting your own horn, I guess. But it's like, I had always. God-given gift. Yeah. <laughs> I am God's gift. To, no, I'm nobody. Don't listen to that. But I have always had a penchant for, you know, trying to help people and get better at doing whatever it is sport-wise they were doing. Um, did school, did work, came out of work, you know, got into, you know, long story short, Nobody cares. But then got into the fitness space. And I'd, you know, I've been a gym rat my whole life, working out, all those things through different sports. And found CrossFit probably about two years before I started actually joined a CrossFit gym and mm-hmm. did anything with it. And what was that? When I found finally found a CrossFit gym? Or before that? Two um, years before that. So 2000. Call it 2008. Oh, okay. That was yeah. like pretty. Real, real early beginnings of CrossFit. Right? Yeah, I was, think the first CrossFit Games was 2008, 2006. Yeah, the first game was 2007 or 8. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, but yeah, so it was pretty early on, you know, back in the early in, infancy days of the internet. Um, old CrossFit.com was pretty. <laughs> I, I wish it, like, I mean, it might still, like, there might be, like, a way to get pull up, like, the old pages stuff, yeah. like, the way it existed the back in the day. And you're watching, like, trying to, like, download these, like, small little, like, MP3, like, videos to watch how to do a movement. And it's all terrible. But, that's how we did it back in the day, kids. And then when there wasn't YouTube. Yeah. And so, you know, found it, started doing it, and was doing it. You know, I was working out of town at the time, so it was a Planet Fitness kind of tile style gym. They were yelling at you, and you're like, you're trying to go from one, one thing to the next, and nothing's close. And they're like, why are you going? You're running on the treadmill, then you're trying to run over here and do this. And you run over here, I'm like, leave me alone. And then they're hitting the lunk alarm. Yeah. And like, oh. This dude's running all over the place. He's leaving a mess. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. So then they hit the alarm. You're like, I need to use that pull-up bar. And they're like, well, you can't use that pull-up bar because we don't use it for pull-ups. Like, well, what the hell do you use it for? It's for, I don't know. And so, you know, got into that. And then I finally got into a CrossFit gym and did the first workout, laying on my back. It's like, oh, this is, okay, here, you know. Here we go. It was like basically like hand, handing my credit card over. Just like, hey, just, I, yeah, I need it. Sign me up. I don't take my money. Yeah. Um, this is good. And then from there, it was it was a real quick, like, progression for me from like, hey, I'm doing this to – I understand movement. I understand how things are going. It was really easy for me to turn around and be like, hey, let me show, help somebody else how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, I think we're doing it this way. We can do it better. 
we can do, how can we do this better? How can we change? How can we adapt? How can we just keep progressing? Then I got deep into like, hey, why are we doing this workout? What's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of this workout? Why is this workout being written like this? Why is, you know, why aren't we doing this instead? Why, you know, so I went down the rabbit hole of that stuff. And that was early on in CrossFit when there wasn't like 9 million people writing programs and workouts and different things like there are now. Like now every athlete's got their own subscription service. Right. And, you know, are, are any of them any good? I don't know. But that's that's a whole nother debate. And then, so, you know, you pulled resources from who you could. That was in the industry back in the day. And you started, you know, doing, you know, you, you learned, right? You researched, hey, why are we doing this? And you start, you get into like Louis Simmons and Westside. You start mm-hmm. looking at the Russian guys whose names I can't pronounce or even say. Vladimir something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Vlade. And you go back and you're pulling these things and you're looking at why are they, you know, these old training manuals and why are they training and what are these different progressions and the Bulgarian method. And you you look at what like starting strength was doing and Jim Windler was doing and all these different things and progressions. And you're like, okay, if we can take some of this and we mold it into this and then CrossFit's doing this and how do we it's all we can make this all crossfit it's all Mm -hmm. it's all fitness it's all you know it's pick shit up push it down right and how are we how is that going to make me better tomorrow than i am today and then finding the best way to do that and then you know the gym is a lab right like pete's got a you know he's got his practice here and it's it's his lab that's where he learns day in day out right Mm -hmm. he's good at what he does but he's also every patient he treats every hour he spends with somebody he's getting smarter he's getting better right and it's like it's hours in the lab it's experience experience and it's you know run one person through a workout you're like okay i have i have some data results this i run 100 people through that workout today i got a pretty good idea of you know what's going on right and i do that year in year out day in day out and you you get pretty good at it Mm -hmm. knowing knowing what works and how it works and why i think it's always so cool to once you start diving into you know what's the why behind something because a lot of times like you know as just like a regular gym goer you're just going and doing what's prescribed yeah. right? so you, you don't really know um you know the method the method behind the madness um so and so for me that's in i know in my life that's you know kind of knowing why i'm doing something yeah. it's kind of always been it's a little important to me some would say some would say it's very important to me <laughs> depends on the day but and you know so i got down that and then it just one thing led to another and i then i was like it was pretty natural for me to be like oh, i'm gonna go get my cross at level one and you know so i can you know make this official and actually mm-hmm. coach people and do this and like and then it was it was real quick to like pick it up start going and then i'm i'm very type a too so like once i started rolling with it it was like get the fuck out of my way mm-hmm. like this is what we're doing like i don't need help like let's go and then i'm you know i it was it was probably a little too headstrong to some degree at some point but then i you know i kind of always knew early on when i not necessarily early on doing crossfit early on once i started coaching i knew that if i was going to actually get into coaching and i was going to make a career change mm-hmm. to coach and do that sort of thing i knew that the the logical progression of that was to own my own gym mm-hmm. so then it was learn get better learn get better learn get better what do i need learn get better go open my own gym right that was kind of always the the path for a lot of different reasons but you know that's where we are today mm-hmm. i don't know if that answered that at all yeah for sure um i want to kind of talk a little bit about um you know a little bit of the why um behind uh programming but you know what's the program kind of looking like um over at uh crossfit jack's beach for you guys and kind of you know why is it that way um so that's a that's a loaded question um so the programming so we do a I mean, you know, hey, it's it, inside the co- we're all trying to inside the coach's inside, brain, inside trying to coach's trying brain, to dig dude, in. Yeah. You might not like what you see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Be careful what you wish for. Exactly. So we run, in, in like the simplest of terms, we run, it's CrossFit, but if I break it down even simpler to like, you know, not a CrossFitter, it's going to be group strength and conditioning, right? So we're going we're gonna to get you stronger. We're going to get you fitter. We're going to get you faster. And we're going to do it in a linear progression. And we're going to keep going through that as we go. Now, is it like kind of like a eight-week block, 12-week block? You know, so what, we run – So What does this linear progression kind of look like? Yeah, so typically we're going to run things in depending on a lot of variables. Say what we would typically do is take a year, mm-hmm. right, 12 months, and like let's break that down into four quarters, right? First three quarters, or first month, three months, we're going to maybe go through a 12-week cycle. And that 12 weeks might be a six-week cycle, a week recovery, and then a five-week cycle. Kind of finish that off, right? Mm-hmm. And it might be something like that. And then – in that cycle, what we're going to focus on is, you know, what, who's the who's the guy that's like the big rocks? Um, the big book, rocks? You ever heard the big, you know, you, you find your big rocks first. Um, so you're filling up a jar, right? And you take a, take your jar and you go go pick out your big rocks, the stuff you have to get done. And you put your big rocks in the jar first. And they're going to take up X amount of space. Okay. And then from there, you find your little rocks. And those are going to be some other things that, you know, you'd like to, so, like to do. And you put the little rocks in. And then from there, you put sand in. Yeah. And then you. So would you say like the big rocks are kind of consisting of kind of like, you know, your primary lifts? Yeah. Squat, bench, deadlift. Yeah, exactly. And then like your main gymnastic movements, pull-ups, push-ups, whatever. Exactly. Your your kind of, your accessory work, you know, different things like that. So for us, kind of our big rocks are typically going to always be the same thing, right? Because the human body is the way it is. And most people's needs are, 99% of the time, most people's needs are all the same, Mm -hmm. right? They need to get stronger. They need to get fitter. Right, so let's work the three big lifts, you know, if we can start with. So we're going to work squat, we're going to work bench, we're going to work deadlift. Bench might be a, could be a, it's going to be a pressing movement, right? Mm-hmm. So it might alternate between a bench or a strict press or a push press, something like that, you know, in that sort of pushing motion. Um, and working through those things. So we squat, we typically always squat on Monday. It's just what we do. Love it. That's kind of like, it's kind of my thing. It's like Monday and, you know, as a gym owner and a, programmer and a coach like i know also monday's the day most people come to the gym <laughs> right so i'm gonna get the most bang for my buck if i program squats on monday right if i program on friday like nine shot, nine yeah. people got squats in and they're all tired you know chances are nobody worked out on sunday they got at least a day of recovery ish in there and like mm-hmm. or they're or they had a big weekend and they're nice and carb loaded yep. right <laughs> squat let's get those you know and hit those numbers and we'll and we'll go through different phases of like what different squat cycles we'll use you know we'll, we might hey let's do a windler squat cycle for a while hey let's let's take some pieces of this squat cycle and use this in there or a hatch cycle or you know we might do our own squat cycle we're working off percentage base and there's all sorts of it's it's honestly it's not as important mm-hmm. as consistency and just showing up and doing yeah, it. consistency yeah. and doing it we're gonna we're gonna get the work out of you and it's there then from there we build back in you know the small pieces you know it's like or the other big piece we throw in there is fitness so I'm not, we always want to make sure we're putting stuff in there that's also going to get you and have be a fitter human being, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to run. Like, you know, everybody should be able to run unless you have it's some... It's so funny that you mentioned that because I know, like, the majority of CrossFitters hate running. Hate running. Dude, I was just... It's just like, everyone, every, every time I feel like someone someone looks at the wall and they see it's running, it's like, oh, my God. I'm just moaning across the glass. It's hilarious because, like, people, if you're not familiar with CrossFitters, CrossFitters like to complain, which probably doesn't make them any different than anyone else mm-hmm. um so the biggest complaints is always like wall balls running burpees yeah and everybody ah oh, burpees oh we gotta run uh and inside joke on our side of the table is if i program a workout and it's and nobody likes to do long workouts either mm-hmm. but if i program like a 40 minute long workout and all it is is running burpees and wall balls 
I will have the most attendance of any day of the week. Really? Everyone shows up. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, all we want to do is complain about it, and we yeah. don't want to do it until you put it. And then that's the day they all show up. You know, because there's, there's also some degrees they also know they can do those things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can go do that things. I hate it. I don't like it, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, so you got to get thrown throw them some stuff but like you know the general fitness stuff like a wall ball like a burpee can can you do a burpee you should all every human being should be able to do a burpee literally get on the ground get up <laughs> worm your way back up listen if you can't do a burpee pull out your phone call 911 and go to the hospital because you're sick <laughs> right like there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. right unless you have a broken leg or you you know there's you're seeing somebody forward already there's you should be able to do a burpee just like you should be able to run at least somewhat mm-hmm. right may guy, not may not look pretty but you may should not be able be, to move your leg in front of the other you know if there's, if there's a car coming <laughs> and you can't take one step quicker in the other direction you get hit and you die mm-hmm. like so if you're at a point in life and you know you can't run for 10 steps call somebody call me call we'll, we'll get you there call whoever yeah yeah this is a it's a cry for help like you know the, you should be able to do this and I know it's, well, my doctor told me my knees are this, that, and the other. And I did it, did it, did it, did it. And it's like, yeah, I get it, but do you want to die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is your doctor going to be there to tell you to not run when, you know, you're crossing the street and a big-ass trailer's coming? Yeah. Remember we were just talking about those bears? Yeah. <laughs> you know what that bear's going to eat? The guy who runs the slowest. Yeah. Human instinct survival. You got to be able to do it. Excuse me, Mr. Grizzly Bear. I don't want you to eat me, and I'd yeah. like to get away from you, but my doctor told yeah. me. I can't run. I yeah. can't run. So... Hold, please, while, while, while I speed walk so I can still follow my doctor. Hold, hold please. Damn. Yes, I get it. You got bad knees. You also got bad knees because you're 100 pounds overweight. Like, we can fix that. Mm-hmm. Those are problems that can be solved. For sure. So, you know, step one, lose 20 pounds. You know, it's always, that's, Pete doesn't know, it's always my running joke, like, in the gym. People are like, hey, man, what's going on? I need some uh, coaching. I'm like, okay, what's up? What do you need coaching for? They're like, um, I'd really like to get a pull-up. I'm like, okay. They're like, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Step one. They're like, what's step one? I'm like, lose 20 pounds. Yeah, there's less weight you got to fall <laughs> up, right? And they're like, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. That being said for people, make sure you understand and know people before you tell them to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to get hit. Right. Make sure your delivery is a little on point. For sure. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise, I could go poorly for you quickly. <laughs> um, okay, so running, running burpees. Um, running burpees. All right, so big well, rocks. Yeah. You know, big rocks so, are the, lifts and yeah. fitness, and then from there we just build everything else in. Well, well, yeah, and what's what's kind of like you know what's what's kind of like the secondary um, smaller rocks. So smaller rocks you get into, you're going to get into your Olympic lifts. Okay. Right. So you know, and, and a, an Olympic lift could be a big rock during a certain time of the year. Sure. But a lot of times, like a, a clean, a snatch is going to be a for us is going to be a little rock, and that's something we can also work in under volume in workouts. Mm-hmm. We can work it out in you know different strength wise. How how are we throw the throw it out there? Mm-hmm. You know, basically we're we working on are we working on it as a skill, or working on it as a strength, or are we working on it as fitness because it can kind of be all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, just enough, uh, giving it enough that we're getting enough time doing it that we can progress and we get better at it as we go. But you can do, you can do too much of it. Yeah. Um, if you're squatting, you're cleaning, your deadlift are going to go up. Mm-hmm. They just are. You're going to get stronger, right? A lot of times, technique, technique aside, your technique's only going to take you so far if you can't pick it up, mm-hmm. right? You got you to gotta get stronger, right? It's like, hey, I want to, you know, 
I want to clean 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, what do you squat? How much? Yeah, how much do you squat? You know, can you can you deadlift 300 pounds? Uh huh. No. Well, you're probably not going to clean 200 pounds, right? Because you can't pick the bar off the ground. Yeah. Like, these are easy. These are you know they're, and it, and I'm simple. I'm you know I'm dumbing it down. I'm simplizing it. I'm making it super super you know kind of remedial there if you will. But you know at the end of the day when you've seen it, you've done it, and you've kind of gotten the reps in, you know that like, it is that it is that cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's you know, hey, I want to run a marathon. Okay, can you run a mile? No. Well, maybe, start there. Maybe we start there. Yeah. <laughs> marathon, cool, big task. That's 26 miles. You know, you're gonna have to run that one mile that you can't run 26 times. So mm-hmm. let's maybe can you run to the end of your street and back? It's nice and easy. We'll build to that mile, and then we go from there. Yeah. Everything's got steps, progresses. You know, there's progressions and goals, and it's you know work your way back. You get into your smaller rocks again. Still, you have your gymnastic stuff. You have your body weight movements, right? Your pull-ups, your push-ups, you know, your handstand stuff, your circus trick stuff that we do in CrossFit and, you know, swinging a jump rope around and try not to lash yourself in the back <laughs> like it's, you know. Like, the hand, like the handstand walk handstand into a handstand push-up. Yeah, the, if you're watching the games uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, the freestanding handstand walk to push-up, that's very interesting. What, uh, yeah, what, so in terms of like the extra, um, you know, sprinkle, sprinkle on the cake, the, uh, the fine uh, sand that you're, filling the jar in at the end. Um, what does that kind of look like for you guys then? So, you know, that's where we're going to put in. That's where you're going to get your, you know, realistically, that's where your burpees come in. That's where you're, you know, kind of, hey, we did this. It's kind of, what's the best way to explain this without having a diagram and a board and a, a, a magic marker and kind of, you know, verbalizing it. So I put, we put in a workout, say we're doing five by five squats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I know, hey, in the, Workout part of it, we want to get some volume in because we, you know, so five by five squats, not a terrible amount of volume for squatting. So we, let's get some volumes in, get some hypertrophy in the legs. So let's put some wall balls in there. All right, so we got another pushing movement going there. All right, with wall balls, do I want to get some fitness involved there? Maybe let's do a 400 meter run. Okay, okay, that looks good. Wall balls, 400 meter run. Then I start looking at time domain. How many reps of wall balls do I want to get in? How many runs do I want to get in? Okay, is there enough? Is going from one to the nether, is that what I want today or do I want to have some rest in there? Mm-hmm. What, you know, how do I start building each individual workout based off of what we're going to and desired stimulus for that day? You know, was squat session, was that a 30-minute squat session? I want a 10-minute workout. What does that 10-minute workout look like? Am I trying to keep it super intense? Do I want short bouts of intensity with rest? Kind of, you know, and that's where the, the small stuff starts filling in. You know, it might be the variation, mm-hmm. I guess, could be another way to say the small stuff. Yeah, for right? sure. And how that and how that layers back in, right? Because you can take a workout with wall balls and 400 meter runs, or mm-hmm. wall balls and running, and you can make that 40 different workouts, right? Oh, yeah. It sounds it sounds like, okay, it's two movements. How are you gonna make it that different? Well, I can make it very different, you know, just doing two things. I can make it dead sprints, mm-hmm. you know, 100 meter sprint, 10 wall balls every 30 seconds, you know, for 10 rounds, and every 30, and you rest for 30 seconds. It's gonna kill you. This <laughs> is smoke your... Yeah. Smell good legs. Yeah, you're not gonna like that very I mean, much because you're gonna have to go super fast on the run, and you know just to get through that movement, you're not gonna like it, right? Or I can say, hey, it's a 40 minute workout, and you're gonna do a 100 meter run, 10 wall balls. You're just gonna do a million rounds, right? Or if that same thing was an 800 meter run in 30 wall balls, mm-hmm. you know it's gonna change, just change the dynamic, right? Yeah. Now we're stretching out the 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 piece on the run. We're getting more cardio in there. We're changing, you know, change it all up. So here's a question for you, because um, this is something that I've kind of noticed um, in a couple of different gyms, but it's like some, some gyms they'll program the strength um, at the beginning and then they'll kind of do uh, the Metcon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Whereas, like, um, I think it's, like, it might have been Mayhem. Uh, some of Mayhem's program, they do more kind of, like, the aerobic um, portion at the beginning. And then after, you know, you're nice and warmed up, then they have you hit, like, a, I don't know, like a three-rep max um, squat or deadlift yeah. or whatever. You know, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, so, essentially, you're, you know, basically breaking down strength strength and Metcon or Metcon and strength kind of deal to work out before you strength or strength. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's... It depends. It's one of those big. It depends. It depends. Um, so the typical, the typical, you know, fitness way of doing things would be to lift first and then yeah. move fast after. When you're and a little fresher. When you're a little fresher, lift fast so you can work better. You know, technique. You're not getting sloppy in your movement, right? That being said, by doing a workout first and then going and doing your strength thing, and you're you're having to mentally, you're having to focus more on your straight on your technique. You're probably having to. Um, stabilize harder you have your body's having to work differently mm-hmm. to maintain those same loads the loads might be lower also right and so you're working it you're just working at different stimulus mm-hmm. um same but different so it's a good way to it's a good way to switch up your training so if you you know if you go into the gym and you always 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 hit the treadmill for 20 minutes and then you go through your cardio then you go through your nautilus machines that what they were nautilus machines. So. yeah nautilus yeah the old nautilus machines and you and then you did your your row of nautilus machines right at some point, you might want to be like, hey, let me come in. Let me hit my row of Nautilus machines and then go hit my run, right? And it's, it's, going, to change, it's going to change how you attack it, mm-hmm. right? Because if you come in and all you do is the, you know, your 20-minute run first, chances are your 20-minute run is kind of slow, yeah. right? It's just your warm-up run. If you came in and did something else and then turned your 20-minute run instead of a slow 20-minute run, you turn that oh, into a, fast, a yeah. fast run, okay, now it's, a different, it's different. And you were a little fresher for your strength stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of – that gets into the constantly varied – part of fitness and like changing it up sure um you'll see you'll see crossfit workouts or you know the open they're been pretty done that pretty regularly where they're going to do a where where they're going to do a metcon piece they're going to do the workout so Mm -hmm. it'll be like a 12 minute amrap and then the amrap is going to end and you're gonna have five minute rest and then you're going to go into a lifting session Mm -hmm. um and they do that a lot of times i believe in the open and competition wise because they want to tire you out first yeah and they want to get you to that point they want to kind of make you earn <clears throat> earn the barbell mm-hmm. right it's not just like hey here it is and also when it's a worldwide competition if they start in and they score it normally score two different scores so if they did it the reverse the scores people would just do the first part and try and win the workout right and then not focus on the second part mm-hmm. and it, it would change the way the people attack be, it yeah. yeah if you're like hey you have to get this done before you can do this otherwise this doesn't matter mm-hmm. then it changes the way people can game and do things and then you get into somebody like mayhem um cross mayhem in tennessee they they're they're going to be fairly competition focused on some of their programming mm. um especially like that mayhem athlete yep. um and so they're going to throw a lot of that stuff at you like that to prepare you for the game for yeah. when that competition happens right so then you got so then you again you look into the different levels and different things of programming and who's doing what and why they're doing what mm-hmm. and you get you can start seeing some everybody has imbalances in their programming depending mm-hmm. on who's writing them you're naturally going to write to stuff you like to do versus stuff you don't like to do or what you see is the you know the way to be versus the other way to be so it's 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 good to kind of see what's out there yeah and you know if it's a competitive based programming like that you have like mayhem athlete you have misfit you have comp train you have you know down the road now of whoever they're gonna they're training you to be to compete mm-hmm. right it's they're not necessarily Doing training teams, you yeah they're not necessarily training you for fitness mm-hmm. yeah you get fit along the way but you might also you know blow your shit up along the way right you know and then you gotta come call pete <laughs> 
right? So we were joking about it with the other day. It's like, you know, it's always the thing with CrossFit. It's like, CrossFit's dangerous. CrossFit's dangerous. Like, CrossFit's not dangerous at all. Like, CrossFit's fine. It's it's fitness. Hey, CrossFit's, how are you programming it? CrossFit's perfectly safe. And then you watch the CrossFit games. CrossFit games are dangerous as hell. <laughs> like, there are people dropping like flies out there. Like, yeah. that shit's dangerous. That's not what we do in the gym, though. Like, it's completely different. You know, it's like sport. Sport in general. Like, how many... You know, you, you do this for a living. Sport is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like basketball, dangerous. You know, shooting free throws in your driveway, pretty harmless. You know, you go play a pickup game down the street, five on five, somebody's getting hurt. Right. Especially you have people you don't know. <laughs> Some, I guarantee <laughs> take, you, take somebody's getting hurt and they're yeah. limping into work on Monday at minimum. Somebody. Uh-huh. You know, so, and that's just every five on five game you ever drive by on the side of the street. Yeah. Somebody, there's something getting dinged up out there. Oh, man. Um yeah, dude. I mean, it's just, it comes down to, you know, who your demographic is, um, kind of how you want to program the why behind it, right? Um, it I does. Mean, CrossFit Jacks, dude, they're not, they're not going to the CrossFit Games. There's no, no need to program, program you know. Yeah. Every, everybody has nine to fives, you know. Yeah, listen, they're just sure. me, me and you, nine yeah. to fives. We're trying to improve our fitness. Like, uh, we're just trying to get everybody to be fitter, better, happier versions of themselves. Yeah. Like, if we're going to the CrossFit Games, we're buying a ticket and sitting in the stands. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sponsor, sponsored by us, too. Yeah. Need to, need to get to the games. Uh, here's Delta. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, so how do you how do you kind of fit everything in, man? Like you're doing programming. You know, you got two two uh, two brand new um, two brand new kids. Um, you got a family. You also own a gym. Like, what's what? How you how do you find time to work out for yourself? Like, what's your what's your day to day schedule looking like, man? Well, you know, I typically wake up around nine o'clock. I have two to three cups of coffee just to ease into my day. My house people put me breakfast together. <laughs> no, uh, we're busy. Um, I have awesome, awesome, awesome wife. And, you know, together we can kind of take over the world. Yeah. Um, you just saying that so she doesn't beat you when, he, when she hears this? Listen, if there's, if, there's, <laughs> if there's a 1% chance she's still listening to this podcast at this point, I, <laughs> she's not. The, uh, <laughs> no, she's, she's amazing, and she couldn't do it without her. Um, it's a lot. Two kid, two young kids is a lot. Mm-hmm. Then you throw on the business on top of that. It's if you were to just throw it on somebody on one day and say, "Hey, go figure this out," they'd drown, right? But it's you know, it's like we've been in it, we've been doing it, we've we've learned, we've grown with it, and we've added each individual layer on as we go, so it becomes doable, mm-hmm. right? Every me and my wife joke about all the time is like everybody has their own different crazy, right? Like right now. Two young kids, the gym, everything we got going on in that life, everything else, family, like that's our crazy. Like it's it's our crazy. If you if we went and visited you and hung out at your house for two days, you'd be like, What the hell? <laughs> and you'd feel this like we'd leave and you'd feel like this like vacuum of like noise, just leave your house and you'd be like, Oh thank God, they're gone. Yeah. Right? And you're like, I enjoyed having them, but holy Ooh. crap, that's exhausting. Right? And it's like, but for us, that's our normal. Mm-hmm. Like it's not tiring. If you were to come over to our house and bring nothing and just you for two days and hung out, we'd be like, dude, is he ever going to leave? Like, this is just like, this is, this doesn't work for us. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, so everybody has their own level of crazy and it's figuring out, you know, and everybody has to ease into your level of crazy. Like sure. you go over to your friend's house and they have three kids and they're running around and you have no kids. You're like, I'm never having fucking kids. Okay. This is insane, but it's not, it's not actually like that. I mean, some days, some days it's like that, but for the most part, you ease into it. You know, you know what's going on. You have a comfort level with it, and you just you do. Mm-hmm. You wake up, put your big boy britches on, you get after it. Get after it. Yeah. When uh, do you when do you work out? You 
So midday, early day. Yeah. So right. Before the kids wake up. So right now, my typically my workout schedule is about two thirty yeah. in the afternoon um, after lunch. Somewhere in there is when I can sneak into the gym and get my workout in. Um, I love hitting a class. I love being able to jump yeah. in and do class. I love CrossFit. I love working out in a group. It's I like somebody else telling me what to do. It's more fun. Um, I've been a trainer. I've been a coach. I've been a gym owner for a long time. I've worked out by myself in a gym so many times for so many years. It's it's hard. It's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, I want to work out. I'm just going to have my own gym and work out. It's like, good luck. Yeah. It's boring it's, AF. Yeah, it's, it sucks. I'll, yeah. I'll, let, me know, let me know when you're selling that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's boring. It sucks. It's like this is why we do CrossFit because we like working out with people. Other people, yeah. Yeah, it's way more fun. And but you know, for me right now, that's kind of where that's where that's where it is most days. If I can get into a class, it's cool. I I do it as many, as often as I can. Um, the reality though, for you know, gym owner life, coach life, it's when you're at the gym and there's people there. There's other things that need need attending to mm-hmm. that my workout is not a priority. And if I'm working out in a class and somebody comes in and I need to talk to them, guess what? My workout's over. All right. Right there. Bam. Done. So I also can't go full send, you know, in the middle of a workout if I got to be, I might have to talk to somebody at any moment's notice for anything. Mm-hmm. So got to go do that. So, and I, so I know that and that's in the back of my mind. So I like to try and get my workout in ahead of time. And that way I know my workout got done. Yeah. And if I get a class in, typically that's bonus. If I rely on that, I'll end up like three days in a row, not getting a workout in. And then I'm like, oh, I'm a miserable person. Mm-hmm. So go for it that way. But yeah, typically about... Two three thirty two two o'clock three thirty two thirty in the afternoon is kind of when when my sweet spot is right now. Cool. You got uh. What else do you do? You do anything else besides uh besides CrossFit? Notice you got a sweet sweet Garmin watch on. You a runner? I tell time. You tell time. <laughs> <laughs> t- time athlete. I've also been known to tell time. Um and what time the sun goes down. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, the sweet Garmin, it tracks everything. I always joke, I'm like, this watch could land the space shuttle. The, um, in the past, I've done running, um, triathlons, stuff like that, dabbled in different fitness stuff. Right now, there's not a whole lot going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Golf, I like to get out and play golf when I can. Yeah. That's that's a tough one, though. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, excuse me, darling, I'd like to take five hours to go go play golf. Swing some balls. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Normal answer is no, <laughs> but when it can get out and do that, um, enjoy stuff, you know, get out in the water, do different things. Mm-hmm. You surfer, um, Work, wakeboarder been known to do all of that. Um, here lately, not as much, mm-hmm. but would like to do more. Cool. Yeah. So, so what's next, man? What else, you got anything, anything in the works in the plans? Anything exciting for uh, CrossFit Jack's beach? We got all sorts of exciting things yeah. for CrossFit Jack's Beach. We're not sure what they are yet, but mm-hmm. we but we got all sorts of things. Um, no, we're you know we're looking forward to. Um, I guess it's you know getting getting the end of the getting into the end of the year and kind of that fun stuff. We'll have different things as that comes. You then roll right into the open coming in February and getting everybody geared up for that. It's always it always gets here way before you mm-hmm. way before we're ready for it, um, and just trying to do some fun stuff. The yeah. Short answer is yeah. 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 Stay tuned. Stay stay tuned, right? We, on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. On the next episode, we'll go more in depth on what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, the, uh, but yeah, there's some cool stuff coming in the pipe. Nice, we'll, man. We'll, um, we'll, 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 we'll let that out as it, as it happens. Yeah. Excited, excited to see what's, uh, what you got in store. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, th- thanks for popping on the podcast and showing us a glimpse of Inside the Coach's Brain. 
Yeah, man. Awesome. I hope uh, hope it wasn't too bad. No. Hey, man, you got two half-interesting people. Put it together. <laughs> you got one interesting podcast. Uh, Justin, so where, where can people uh, get in contact with you, man? So you can get in contact with us. You can find us at www.crossfitjacksbeach.com. It's J-A-X-B-C-H.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, we are at CF Jacksonville Beach. Basically, any of those things where you see a contact us or anything like that, it's going to go to my cell phone. So get a hold of us. We are here, this luscious voice yep. answering the phone. There you go. What about TikTok? TikTok, Snapchat? You know, we're not, we're not on the TikTok yet. Um, maybe one day. I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm still Dude, trying. To, hey, I want to see some TikTok dances. I'm, from still, you, man. I'm still trying to figure out Facebook yeah. and uh, Instagram. And now they're throwing all these other things at me. I'm like, I can barely take a picture with my phone. <laughs> like, what's the internet? This is hard. Hey, maybe that's the new project uh, you got brewing. <laughs> What's the internet? <laughs> the new project is bad guy dancing on TikTok. You're not going to like it, but it's free. So Free is always awesome. There you go. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for hopping on the podcast, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the healthy jacks podcast if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on itunes and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you would like us to bring on to the show thank you again for tuning in and until next time stay healthy and keep moving jacksonville